0: What's up and what's happening, TPE family? We're back with another episode of the Pivot Experience Podcast, where we're all about helping leaders pivot into their next. Um, We bring on guests on this show that uh, bring something special to the table, that have leadership experience and expertise. And I have someone here who is looking to become a Chick-fil-A operator. I've had the the pleasure of working with this gentleman for the last eight years. Um, I've done life in and outside of the restaurant with him, um, and I'm just happy to have him in the studio with us um, as we continue to talk about his journey and his development and his maturation uh, from the point in which he first started working at Chick Fil A to now. I'm talking about none other than Roderick Allison. Roderick, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on Thanks to for the show. Me. Um, would you tell the people a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you represent?
1: Uh, what's up, TPE family? Uh, my name is Roderick Allison. I'm born and raised from Beaumont, Texas come from a very large uh large family i'm one of six i'm the uh fourth child but the third boy and um i am married Have a beautiful wife ashley and a two-year-old daughter that's currently in the terrible two stage um definitely a lot of fun but definitely a lot of headaches as well but we're grateful to have her and she's a lot of fun i'm currently uh working on becoming a chick-fil-a operator i've been with chick-fil-a for the past eight years And I'm currently uh, working towards the interview process uh, for the leadership development program that will put me in the driver's seat to one day own my own store
0: awesome man no uh th- you know thanks for coming on i know uh this may not be your cup of tea i don't know how many of these i know you're currently in the process of practicing interviews and yeah. so uh, but i don't know how many interviews you've done in this format and <laughs> nice. so uh you know uh thankful to you for accepting the challenge of coming onto this platform and sharing your story so speaking of stories let's talk about you know chick-fil-a is the thing that we that kind of brought us together um from a friendship standpoint and chick-fil-a is the Thing that's currently uh, keeping us woven together, and so this—what is your Chick Fil A story? How did you uh, start working at Chick Fil A? You know, what sparked your interest in wanting to stay here?
1: Yeah, so I started. Uh, I was a junior in high school at the time. I was working at ATB, and one of my high school best friends was working at Chick Fil A, and he told me that the, you guys were having open interviews. So I was like, I was seventeen. I just really wanted to have a good time at work. So I went to open interview. I got the job um worked through there all through my all my high school career and as i graduated went off to sfa for about a year and a half and about a year and a half i came back home uh, to work full time and uh, when, when i came back to work full time um I, I was a little bit more bought into the things that you guys were trying to do in the restaurant and i got promoted somewhere around there i got the, the opportunity to be a shift lead and so also around that time Robert and you guys gave me the opportunity to go to corporate office. And I believe that was in 2019. And that was probably one of the most like pivotal moments in my career. Um, like just seeing the brand on such a large scale. And I think a lot of times, you know, in a community, people, you know, see Chick-fil-A as a caring company. But it really is. like Even on the corporate side of things, people really care. And that was the fire that I believe I needed. To really like push my Chick Fil A career uh, forward, and I think that's at the moment I knew I wanted to do Chick Fil A long term. And I came back to Bama. I came back to Bama really on fire, and I was still a shift lead, and I was really, really invested into the things. And I got the opportunity to be the training director. So I served in that capacity for about a year, and then another opportunity to be uh, came a vacancy came up in the operations director. And I interviewed for that, and I was grateful to get get that position. And that's currently where I'm serving now. I've been doing that for the past two years, and currently where I'm in my stage in my career, um, I feel a an urge and an unction to kind of do more, and not only for myself, but um, for my family. So, I believe the next step is pursuing this thing full time, full time, uh, full 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 time as a career, um, on the corporate side of things, whether that's being an operator or working at the corporate office in Atlanta.
0: Awesome, man. So so that that trip to Atlanta uh, to see the home office, to see really like the inner workings of yeah. what Chick-fil-A is, because I think typically when you think about Chick-fil-A now. Of course, with the experience that I have, the experience you have, we know it's much larger than just a fast food restaurant. Yeah. But on the surface, most people see it as just a fast food restaurant. You know, you pass up and down it. It's right in line with all the, every, all the other businesses. and it, it, it doesn't feel like anything special. What would you say is one thing that really jumped off the page for you? And I'm sorry, this is, you know, off the script. Yeah. But uh, what jumped off the page for you when you went to the home office? Like, What's one thing that you remember the most about your experience at the home office?
1: So I think two things. I remember me, Robert, and the other team were walking off, walking off the elevator, and then Kathy came around the corner, which is our CEO, and he said, hey, Robert, how would you two stores in in Beaumont, or in Texas, rather? And I was like, wow. Like, I mean, I think at the time of 2019, we probably had close to 2,500 stores. I mean, and for our CEO to know our operator by name, that was just huge to me. And I mean, I think that just goes you know, to show like that there's an extended level of care, you know, rather than just, you know, knowing somebody as a number or just like an employee, like there's actually like relationship value there.
0: Like I I, I have to echo that sentiment because that's kind of crazy. That's the exact same thing that happened to me in like 2008. I wow. went to the home wow. office and uh it was for the t- they used to have this thing called team leader summit way way back in the day and uh we were in an auditorium and i walked up to dan kathy and i was like you know you see dan you yeah. want to shake his hand yeah and so i walked up to dan kathy and he looked at my name tag and it said all it said was it had my name on it, and it said and it said dowland road and he said oh you work for robert wow and it was great it was like and it, you know i was like of all the operators all the other people you know you, you you once you once you're there you see all the leaders you see all the support staff you see all yeah. these these you know the, all the stuff that goes on um and then at the time you know dan was doing the keynotes he was on stage he was delivering what now what andrew was doing in terms of uh kind of steering the ship he was steering the ship and yeah. to be able to you know so i i, I would say that was a, a shocker to me too to know that hey he cares so much about the people that he know him by name, by and, name. And, and it's not like a no, it wasn't like It a, wasn't like a like you what's, know. no, it was like, no, you work for Robert, straight up. So I think that was pretty remarkable.
1: He said two things. That was the one. And then or, the, uh, the other thing was um, I met one of my favorite uh, imp- uh, motivational speakers, Inky Johnson. Like He was a keynote speaker for that Monday motivational. Uh, and I got to meet him and kind of got to hang with him. And that was just like cool just to experience that. Like I had no clue like what I was getting into. I thought I was just going to the office, but I got to like meet like high high caliber people that day.
0: Awesome. Um, so you already kind of answered a, a bit of this question for me already about the why uh, you want to become a Chick-fil-A operator or a corporate um, a, a support center staffer. What would you what do you think your life is going to be like as an operator? Like, had you thought about, OK, if I'm an, an operator, what are you looking to do? What type of impact are you looking to drive?
1: Um, I think, you know, just to just to piggyback on like my current operators, like his success, like he's done a really good job of like providing resources for the people that work for him, not only from a financial standpoint, but even like in the area of like mental health and just for like around school time. You know, we're giving uh, school supplies to the kids and for families like that. Just I want to be in a position to be able to provide that for people and to help people. And I think that's one of like. The things that i'm looking forward to and if i get the opportunity to be an operator um and also just additionally like chick-fil-a's push um for diversity is one thing that has kind of been drawing me into be be in the space of, of an operator um i recently got the opportunity to go to canada and the climate in canada is like very diverse and to see that chick-fil-a is really trying to push business in that space is encouraging encouraging to me being an African American male.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think we talked, we talked about a few things before we actually started recording. I would say that Chick-fil-A today is much different in terms mm. of what Chick-fil-A was 15, 20 years ago when I first started. And I will say I think they're doing a great job of trying to you know create diversity in multiple capacities mm. for you know different ethnicities, different uh, genders, just all across the board, kind of making uh, the opportunity to have ownership um, more equal um, and, and more available to more people so that that's awesome you know uh how has your personal growth contributed to your current success like in the restaurant and outside the restaurant
1: i think i think i can contribute two things to my restaurant success like personal development i think one thing is this um recently i've got really um consistent in the area of like taking care of my, myself from my health and a uh, wellness standpoint so During the week, I'm a very strict diet and I'm a very routine in the gym. And I think me being able to be consistent in that area has made, made translate to my, to my success in the restaurant. Like I'm able to be consistent in the outside of my life and it just rolls over into my professional career. And then as well as, uh, as of lately, I recently hired a leadership coach through, um, a service that you guys uh, through, uh, TPE and, being able to talk to somebody that's not currently in my re- in the restaurant about issues that's going on and kind of helping me talk and think through those things has just been really encouraging to me. And I think as a leader, it's really important for you to kind of really always take a take a take a look in the mirror and seeing where your strengths and your weaknesses are, and just being come be, I guess coming what's the word I'm looking for, aware not, I think coming aware of those of those issues. And those, not issues, but opportunities in your performance. So I think that's two things that I've contributed to my restaurant success.
0: Okay. So what would you say, I mean, uh, just based on uh, the things you just said, what would you say are some of the strengths and weaknesses that you've come to the, the realization of? Like, what is one thing that you think that you do very well? And what is one thing that you think that you can uh, improve
1: in? I think my strength, one of my biggest strengths is that I'm a very relational person. So my ability to, like, build relationships, especially in, like, in a a workplace, my ability to, like, create relationships and, like, bring the team around, galvanize the team to, like, push them towards results and goals, like, that's a really good strength of mine. And I believe I've had a lot of success in that area. I think as far as one of my my opportunities is um, I could be a a better communicator. Um, I think transparently, you know, communication has scared me uh, because – I've always been scared of how I may come off to people. Um, and additionally, since I was a kid, I've suffered with a, a stutter. So talking is sometimes uncomfortable for me, but I think like anything, you just have to practice at it. you have to work at it. So I think that's currently one thing that I'm working on as, as I prepare for, you know the set of interviews for LDP is you know talking talk, practice, practice talking, whether that's, you know at work, or at home, even with my wife and my and my kids, you know, just being a better communicator. I think communication is universal. So regardless, you you know, workplace, you're communicating with your family, your friends. Like, you have to be be able to communicate. So that's just currently one of my strength, my strength and weaknesses. You
0: no, know, and I think I think it's you know, uh, it's it's commendable for you to be able to just not only be aware of what those strengths and weaknesses are, but being willing to, to communicate those things and being willing to say those things out loud. A lot of times we hide behind what we hide, what we're not good at. You know, we'll, we'll put our strengths on front street. Right, right. We'll say, Hey, I'm really good at this. But when it comes down to something that we're not, you know, the best at, we, we tend to not uh, want to own those things. And so it's cool that to hear that you, that you, that you want to do that. So if we stripped Chick Fil A away
1: entirely. If there's no Chick Fil A, you know, what's left of Roderick? I would say my husband and a, and a I'm a husband and a dad. Um, I think they're the why. Like they're the reason why I'm like I'm pushing towards you know being an operator. You know, towards pushing my career. And I think I remember and I, I and I was you sent me the question. and This was one thing i remember looking at this question and and I remember when me and my wife had Zoe. And, like, uh, the the chat was, our group chat was going going crazy one day, and I was responding, and you sent me a message, and you said, put the phone down, Chick-fil-A can wait. Be with your family. And I think for the longest, I've tried to hide my identity in being a Chick-fil-A worker. And I think it's important for me to be, at, at the beginning, before anything, I'm a husband and I'm a dad. Like, that, those are my priorities. So... Chip everything in a way, I'm still a husband and I'm still a father.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, Yeah, that that was very well put. I feel like sometimes uh working at Chick-fil-A is a gift, gift and a curse. Yeah. Um, transparently. Like I think it's particularly when you get to this level. Like, you know, you 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 know what the brand is, you've been the corporate, you do you've done grand openings. And you wanna hold yourself to a standard, which is nothing wrong with that, right? But I think sometimes you get so caught up in the standard that you forget that you are still you. Like I had to realize that I mean it took me it took me a while to like I can just be me still. Like like I'm Alex first, you know what I mean? Like I don't and then I work at Chick-fil-A because that I'm replaceable. I can, you know, if, if I quit today or if i'm unable to go to work today chick-fil-a is still going to move forward so i've still got to have my own identity and who i am and and what i bring to the table now we do have our responsibilities not to say that we just completely just wild out and disregard what the brand is and what what it represents but i think there has to be some balance um and i think sometimes like i think sometimes chick-fil-a kind of they don't directly do this And then there's no word written where it says it has to be, but you can get out of balance really quickly uh, if you're not careful with with how you go about handling yourself and and moving around. So it's good to know that you've had that perspective. Um, Now, I want to go back to something you said. You said you had some coaching, right? And you felt like that that coaching um, is helping you. Can you kind of talk a little bit more about, uh, what your experience has been since you've been coaching? What is your mindset was before you started coaching? where is your mindset now that you're going through some ongoing coaching with TPE?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, transparently, I, I knew it. I knew I needed help. Right. Especially like, you know, going through the LDB process, like the interviews, like it's really, really rigorous and they make it for a reason, you know, they do it for a reason. And, um, looking back at when, when I first started coaching or well, first started with co- coaching with, with uh, TPE, like I couldn't even communicate, you know, my story and my why, you know, and you know, three to four months in, you know, I'm on a podcast, like having good conversations, you know, holding a conversation. And I feel, and I feel really confident in this space. So I think just the, like getting an outside source to help me, like it's, I've I've seen the fruit from it. I've seen the fruit from it,
0: and and I think you know. I I just a lot of times you you can resent the process of coaching because you think you know it or you at least have access to the information. But to your point, it's nothing like being able to either hear it or be able to talk to somebody. Who doesn't have any skin in the game when it comes, like the only time you're gonna really interact with that individual is during the time which you're scheduled to hang out with them. And so being able to talk through somebody, and I think the thing, and this is a shameless plug with Cameron, we at right there. This is just me talking through it. I think the fact that that, that our coaches here at TPE are in the restaurant still, they're still dealing with real life things, and they're not speaking to you from this place of like, Oh, I'm not really sure what you are going through. Like your coach, they know exactly. Your coach knows what you're going through on a day to day basis because they're they have lived it and are living it. And so, and so, uh, I definitely think uh, you know anybody who decides to take on any level of coaching, whether it be with TPE or not, there's benefit in having someone to talk to. uh, That's that's. has the experience to be able to help you get to that next level. So definitely uh, awesome. Uh, so last question, um, we're coming around the corner here, doing good on time too. Uh, who are you as a
1: leader and what will you be known for? I like to, I like to call myself like in my mind, like a that energizer bunny, like, um, I feel like on a consistent basis, like I come into work and I bring that energy that I feel like the people need. You know, whether somebody's having a bad day or they just need to pick me up, like I feel like I'm that person. Like I come with it, I come with it every day, and I think that's what kind of what I want to be known for, and I want to be known for like a leader that cares. I think in our business, like everything is so fast paced, and sometimes it's hard to slow down and have conversation, and you know, um to check on people but i think they're really good leaders like they make it a point to stop and connect with people and that's just one thing i want to be careful be known for rather
0: okay how do you think that's going to translate into you being an operator like that's you currently as the yeah. do and i'm sorry just kind of, yeah. this is that's this is you as the do but how does that energy translate into having that that larger responsibility
1: you know, that's a good question. I, I really haven't thought about it uh, at that larger scale. Um, I think an easy answer would just to say I would like it just to transfer. Um, but I know being an operator, it comes with a lot of responsibility, and I know I would be stretched at a larger capacity. Um, but I think I still need to have that. I still need to be the same person. But I think it's going to be really important for me when I become an operator to build a good team around me that can make decisions Not in the best interest of myself as an operator, but the best interest of the people. Um, Because, I mean, without people, you, you really can't do anything, so... Hope I answered that question well. No, nah, you,
0: you did. I, I think that uh, if I'm not mistaken, it said we're not in the chicken business, but we're in the people business. And so, if you continue, in my opinion, if you continue to prioritize putting people first, um, prioritize picking good people, and then surrounding yourself around the right pe- with the right people, I think you're going to be successful as an operator. So, I want to say first of all, thank you for thank coming you. on coming on to the to the podcast. Hopefully, uh, this is giving you a platform to be. Re- able to articulate uh your story to be able to articulate who you are and before we officially wrap up uh where can people find you or is there any like parting words well two things parting words and then where can they find you if they wanted to follow you because we really didn't jump into and i'm gonna say this just just off the cuff here we really didn't we kind of breezed over this whole like in the gym eating clean thing we really didn't talk about the journey we really didn't talk about like uh i've again i've worked with roger for eight years so i know i know what it was three years ago four years ago to what you see now it's almost a completely different person and so if you want to track that journey and really see what uh he, he's been up to what can they find you um and how, and what any final words you might have? um
1: i'm on linkedin at roger allison r-o-d-e-r-i-c-k uh, allison a-l-l-i-s-o-n and then on Instagram, I'm Roger Allison, um, no spaces, and then four underscores after my name. Um, I guess my last words would be, um, in the beginning, like uh, starting anything of any process is extremely hard. But I think one thing that you've said, and I think I've heard a lot of people say, is just like you went, you 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 establish a habit, and you get a win one day. You just stack those on top of each other, and then you'll be weeks months in and you'll see you'll see yourself on the other side of it. So um don't be discouraged in the beginning like it's going to be hard. I think anything that's worthwhile it you know it comes with you know it's it's trials and tribulations but you know uh just stay the course. For sure for sure well there you have
0: it TPE family. Hopefully you guys uh heard something on today's episode that encourage you, motivate you, inspire you to be a better version of yourself. Um it's not about a com- it's not about competing Uh, no one's in competition with each other it's all about getting better um, each and every day being a a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday and then hopefully being even better tomorrow Um, and so thank you again so much Roger uh, for coming on to the episode I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation Um, hopefully you've you've enjoyed um, the dialogue that we've had today and until next time TPE family peace take this my love my